Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Escape into Selfishness. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. So, why am I here? Well, I'm here to try to wake you up. That's about the best thing I can do is wake you up. So, you know, we all have wake-up calls. You know, the person who suddenly gets cancer, or who suddenly has a heart attack, or whose wife suddenly says, I'm getting a divorce, or whose kid runs away. You know, it's a wake-up call. So we've all had wake-up calls, big ones and little ones. You know, a wake-up call can also be when you look at your boyfriend's iPhone and you see that he's getting messages from some other girl. Or he's got a picture of another girl on his iPhone. You see what I mean? So that's a wake-up call. But the important thing is what you do when you are awake. A lot of people get the big wake-up call. They clean up their act for a little while, and then they re return to what they were doing that got them in bad shape in the first place. Do you understand? But some people wake up, and they stay awake. Other people, well, they wake up, and then they set about trying to get their life in order. And it becomes um, the focus of everything they do. So from that moment forward, they their whole life is devoted to exercise and health food and stuff like that. You understand? Or to medicine and doctors and treatments. and Their whole life is dedicated to that. Well, okay, so they, they woke up. But then what happened was they... They woke up, and instead of standing back and just seeing the truth and bearing the truth for a little while until it resolves into understanding, instead they just immediately escape into their medicines, their treatments, their health food, their exercise, their workouts. You see what I mean? So they didn't really wake up. They continue to be selfish, but just selfish in a different way. Maybe they give up alcohol and take up health food. They give up marijuana and take up bottled water. They give up junk food and they start eating vegetarian food. You see what I mean? All right, so they're eating better. Okay, so their lifestyle has improved, but they haven't improved as a person. The deep interior cause of the kind of lifestyle that they had is still there. Now it just takes a different form. So they give up drinking and take up religion. And then some people give up religion and take up drinking, back and forth. But they're always getting into something, escaping into something. Escaping from what? Escaping from the truth. So you can hide in religion. That's right. You can hide in alcohol, in marijuana, in health food, in treatments. You can ruin your kids by nagging them and pressuring them and not being there for them and so on. And then when they end up in jail or hanging around in the hood in a gang somewhere, then you can chase after them. And then you make it your lifelong quest to try to reform them, to try to save them. You see what I mean? So the most awful thing in the world is to have the, the very person who ruined you chasing after you, trying to save you. Do you understand? So you have to wake up and then stay awake. I'll never forget. This was a long time ago. I was 
learning to drive buses, large tour buses, you know, the kind that take people from on sightseeing tours. And the air brakes are very important, doing air brake tests to see, make sure the air brakes are, are good. It's very important. I'll never forget, there was a trainer there. We were sitting in the cab, or sitting in the bus, rather, watching the air brake pressure build up. And he said, just watch it. I said, what do you mean? He said, don't, don't immediately do something or immediately test. Just watch it. See, see how it responds, how the needle moves, where it stops and where it starts. And just quietly watch it. If you could have your wake-up call and then just quietly watch what you see. Just have an attitude of standing back and watching. Do you remember a long time ago when you were a little child? You could you could do one thing and then another and then another and another. And you know, you know what they call that now? They, they call it what do they call it? Hyperactivity or something like that? Well, some kids are hyperactive, but others, they just go from one thing to another. It's perfectly natural. You do this for a few minutes and then something else, and you do this for a minute, and then you do that, and you, you do one thing, and then suddenly you go ask a question, and then you rush away and do something else. That's perfectly natural. That's the way I am. I'm 70 years old, and that's the way I am. I do a little this and a little that. When I'm no longer interested in it, I put it down and I do something else. That's the natural way, free, unencumbered. See, so that's what you, you must find. Because when you're in that state of being unencumbered, and you're not lost in something, and you're not immersed in something, and you're not all emotional, then it's easier to do reality checks. If you could have your wake-up call, and then just quietly Watch what you see. No matter how scary it is, no matter how drastic it is. You know, it's a big deal when your kid says runs away from home or your wife says she wants to leave you. or you See, it's a big deal. All right. Watch it. Sure, you got, you got to do things, but just have an attitude of standing back and watching. Instead of trying to, to blame someone or trying to See, another escape is into emotions. Some people wake up and then they heap blame upon themselves. They knock themselves and blame themselves and condemn themselves and judge themselves. See what I mean? For what went wrong. Well, that's another escape. See, it's playing God. See, you can either know God or play God. You can either realize the truth quietly and humbly or try to be the truth or try to make things happen. And so if you could just watch what is revealed and bear the pain of seeing it, let your ego be humbled a little bit. Be humbled, chastened, you see. It's so beautiful. But that's where your new life begins. Do you, do you understand why? It's because you're responding to the very spirit of truth, the very light of truth from God that shines upon you and your life, and, and reveals it being not so good, you not being not so good, you being resentful, constantly judging your husband, and resenting your kids, and being impatient and selfish, and that sort of thing. You see that. Just see it. 
bear a little bit of pain because it's coming from God. Do you understand? From his light, you are seeing it in the light. And don't reach for something to escape into. It's very easy to escape into, into your iPhone or into your treatments or into some program. And don't reach for other people's consolation. They're false consolation. See, there's no love in it. It doesn't, it's not helpful. Just bear the pain of seeing the truth about yourself or the discomfort of seeing the truth about yourself and realize that you're seeing it in God's light and don't try to escape into anything. And another escape is into worry. See, you escape from, from the revealing God pain of seeing the plain and simple truth in God's light. You escape into worry. It's another way of playing God. Worrying about this and worrying about that. Worrying about this and worrying about that. So, do you see now? Do you see what you must do? You must learn how to stand back. Now, I said that um, I help you to wake up because I talk about things in such a way that you can listen to what I'm saying and say, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's what happened to me. Or, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. As I'm saying it, you see it. As I say it, you see it. And you're seeing it in God's light. Do you see the transfer? So it's not really so much me. I'm just a, like a catalyst, that's all. I hope to wake you up. And then when you're awake, you see in God's light. Let God's light take over. Let go and let God. That's a beautiful expression. It is very beautiful and it's very true. Let go and let God. Now, you need food. Well, where is that food going to come from? Now you've had your wake-up call. You need food. See, if you just wake up, then you can very easily panic or rush to what somebody else says. Rush to do what your brother said or your sister said or your uncle said or somebody else, some stranger on the internet said or some book said or some expert said. Well, maybe what they said is true, but you have to see that it's true. You have to see it intuitively. You have to realize that that's, yeah, that's the way to go. That's the right person to, to help me and so on. You have to see it. And so you have to stay awake. And so the food, what will it be? Well, do you remember when the Israelitish people were in the desert? God gave them manna, the most wonderful thing, this manna. It was miraculous. It came from above, and it contained all the nutrients that they needed to stay alive. And it was from God. Well, you need some kind of manna. Now, what, what is that manna? Well, well, it comes from God's light. The manna is the realizations, the insights, the understanding, the softening of your heart, the humility, the quietness, the gentleness. Do you remember the beautiful old song, Softly, Jesus is caught softly and tenderly. That's it. Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. Remember that? That's exactly what it is. They call it the still, small voice. Still meaning quiet. So, see what's wrong. Don't try to solve it. Don't try to do anything about it. 
Don't try to blame yourself or excuse yourself or blame someone else or get angry at yourself. Just watch. And the magic is in God's light. Just watching. Most of our parents, you know, yeah, they messed up. But yeah, they weren't all bad. They had some good in them. And maybe when you were a little child, you had a mom that was good at that time, or your dad, or an uncle, or grandma, or someone, and maybe you were a little bit ill. And then when you, you were asleep, and then you woke up, and you opened your eyes, and mommy was there, or grandma was there, or dad was there, just watching. They sat by your bedside, and they just watched. Isn't that beautiful? You must learn to do that with yourself, with your own symptoms, your own body, your life, your family. Just watch and let the magic happen in God's light. You too can learn the art of watching and remaining centered with the help of our free meditation. To learn more, visit SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us and click on Meditation. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'd like to continue to talk about about refinding your inner ground of good. And I will begin by saying that we forget to do reality checks. That's the problem in our life. We fail to do a reality check. You know, if you could do a reality check every time you're about to buy something that you don't need or eat something that you don't need, or say something that you'll be sorry that you said, or do something that you oughtn't to do, if you could remember to do a reality check, then you would be safe if you heeded what the reality check told you. But most of us, we get so wrapped up in everything that we forget to do a reality check. Now, some of the great pe- some of the people, I was going to say great, They're great because they're so humble. They have a humility. But when you think about people like, I don't know, um, you know, St. Francis of Assisi or some of the saints that you think of, Brother Lawrence, 
Teresa of Avila, Madame Guillon, people like that. I think one of the things that they would always do is a reality check. They wouldn't forget to do a reality check. They wouldn't get so lost in something they didn't do a reality check. And then when they did the reality check, they heeded it. They heeded it. See, so when you do the reality check, there's a little warning. Stand back. You know, like when you're driving, all of a sudden, a warning light comes on on your dashboard. Well, do you pay attention to it or do you ignore it? See what I mean? All they can do is warn you. But then after the warning, it's up to you to heed the warning. Are you with me? So we don't do the reality check or when we do, then we don't heed the warning. How many of you have had a, a kind of a sense when you were about to do something, you kind of had a sense that, no, I shouldn't really be doing this or I shouldn't be getting involved in it. You sense it. But then often you dismiss it. You discount it. You push it aside because you want you there's something that you want. I've gone on quite a long time about this. I think it's very simple. You have to learn how to do a reality check and then heed it. The reality check must be so, I was going to say so strong. Well, sometimes, you know, we, we get a strong sense of something. No, don't go with that man. Don't do it. Don't get in that car. Don't get on that airplane. You sense it. It's wordless. It's very, very strong. Don't go down that alley and you're safe. Who knows what was waiting for you if you had gone ahead. See? It's so strong that you can't ignore it. But then other times, the reality check is very gentle. Very gentle. And it's there in a gentle way so that you can heed it with your free will. And so you can choose the one or the other. You see what I mean? And so, may I recommend that you start to do more reality checks? Ah, but you say, wait a minute, Roland, you began this conversation by saying that we forget to do reality checks. All right, so how are you going to remember to do a reality check? How are you going to remember not to forget to do a reality check? Well, you know, some people, you know, they, they, they try to remind them they have a cross around their neck or they have carry beads, beads with them or they, uh, they have some little thing that they have to, to remind them. But you know what? They forget it too. They forget it too. They got the cross on, but they forget. Or they got the beads and they forget. You see what I mean? They forget. But that's sort of an artificial thing. What you must do is have, is have an ad, a frame of mind that you wake up. How many, how many parents, you're sound asleep, and then all of a sudden, you wake up. You heard a little sound. It was your baby. Your baby was crying. Or your baby made a noise, and you woke up. Now, how is that? How is it that you can be sound asleep and nobody else would wake up except mom wakes up. How is that? You see what I mean? So that's what you must cultivate in everything. Everything must wake you up. Everything wakes you up. So when you see other people messing up, well, it wakes you up to see that why you shouldn't mess up. If you're watching TV and you see something that's not good there, that somebody's doing something wrong, and they're, then you, it wakes you up to say, oh, yeah, that's right. They shouldn't be doing that. And you're just about to get in an argument with somebody and all of a sudden you take a mental step back and say, hey, it's not that important. It's no, no big deal. 
or just about to eat something that you shouldn't, that you really don't need to eat, and you take a mental step back and say, well, no, I guess not. See? So now, why can't we take a reality check? Well, I want to give you a couple of hints. First of all, you become totally, totally immersed in something. So you have to learn how not to get so immersed in things. You have to learn how not to get so deeply immersed in thinking, for example. See, you have to, to learn to not do that. You have to learn how not to get deeply immersed in reading even. Learn to scan lightly and learn to scan your the ideas in your mind lightly so you're not lost in them. And you have to learn how to be with people without getting caught up with them emotionally. Have a little a distance, a little distance, a little mental distance, a little bit of reserve, plumb. Even you could call it a little standoffishness, yes, but not, not out of resentment and not out of unfriendliness. Just a little mental distance. You must learn to have that. And you know that if you're a boss, if you're if you're the boss, you you can't fraternize with the troops. You have you have to have that little distance so that you can make reasonable, rational decisions not based upon emotions or the pull of uh, friendship or something. You see what I mean? You, you won't play favorites that way. So you have to have that. And you have, to, you have to find that in life. So you can have it everywhere. Now, I have to say right away that, that the little meditation that I, that I have helps you to get started. The whole purpose of it is it's just a little technique, a little tiny technology it gives you a little something that you can actually do instead of fondling beads or, you know, rubbing an amulet or putting aphorisms up on your wall, you know, which I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that here's a little something you can actually do that gives you the state of mind that you once had a long time ago when you were a little child before you became upset and emotional and angry and the world got to you. Remember a long time ago when you were a little child? You could you could do one thing and then another and then another and another. And you, you know what they call that now? They, they call it, what do they call it? Hyperactivity or something like that. Well, some kids are hyperactive, but others, they just go from one thing to another. It's perfectly natural. You do this for a few minutes and then something else. And you do this for a minute, then you do that and you... You do one thing and then suddenly you go ask a question and then you rush away and do something else. That's perfectly natural. That's the way I am. I'm 70 years old and that's the way I am. I do a little this and a little that. When I'm no longer interested in it, I put it down and I do something else. That's the natural way. Free, unencumbered. See, so that's what you, you must find. Because when you're in that state of being unencumbered and you're not lost in something and you're not immersed in something and you're not all emotional then it's easier to do reality checks. Have you ever noticed that after you've been sick, let's say you've been sick for, I don't know, a few days, and then afterwards, well, you look at the things that you ate before before you were sick, at the, at the greasy, creamy concoctions that you, that you used to have, and you think, ooh. Or you look at the cigarette, and then you smell it, ooh, it's awful. See, but then what happens? Well, time goes by, and before long, you start to get immersed, pulled into this and pulled into that, and lost in this and lost in that. And before long, you're back to your gooey, creamy concoctions and poisonous alcohol and everything else and marijuana. Are you with me? Poisonous nicotine. When you recovered, see, that's it. it you recovered. Some people have a big wake-up call. They have a heart attack or something, and then they cut back on all their bad stuff, and then Suddenly, they're more like they were when they were a little kid. They're free. 
but then they fall back into the stuff again. So that's the way it is. You fall back into thought. That's the main thing you fall back into, and then everything else, and then emotions. So get the little meditation. Learn to stand back. Learn to stand back and observe lightly. Scan lightly with a little reserve. There's a good word, a little bit of reserve. And you know what? You'll be closer to the source of wisdom. You'll be closer to that wisdom that once upon a time warned you not to get on that airplane, not to go out with that guy, not to go down that dark alley, not to buy that thing, not to sign on the dotted line. You were reticent. Something said, don't do it. Wordlessly, wordlessly. Well, that's from your creator. He protected you. So now what you must do is get closer to that so that you more easily notice what his will is and what his, what his advice to you is. It's wordless. You just kind of know, like a butterfly knows how to fly and a robin knows how to build a nest. You just know how to go this way instead of that way and then that way instead of this way. It says in the Bible that the Lord orders the steps of the righteous person, something like that. It's very beautiful. So now get the little meditation. Learn to learn to take to stand back more and more and more. The more you stand back, the more free you are to realize. The more you realize, the more you will make wise decisions, and the less you'll say things that aren't right. And then you'll start to say things that are right. You'll start to you'll start to express wisdom instead of expressing the emo what came from outside through the link of emotion. You'll start to express wisdom, express insight, express common sense. Are you with me? All right. So I hope you enjoy this little, little talk. Go to my website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Get the little meditation. It's free. And start to practice it. And check out some of my books. I've written a whole bunch of them. Oh, are they good? They go in-depth, in-depth into what I'm talking about now. In-depth. Your eyes will be opened. I have a book about Einstein and intuition. You should get it. A book about St. Augustine and how he used his intuition, how he had that free, carefree spirit, and how, how, he, how they did reality checks. How do you think Einstein discovered everything that he discovered? He just remained more innocent and closer to that inner ground. And so he was doing a reality check more than you do. That's the difference between him and you. He did more reality checks, and he did what he gathered there. And so did St. Augustine, and so did all the wonderful, sweet people that ever lived. Now, I want you to go to my website and get the meditation. Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>